welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me today. I'm going to be talking about Beverly Hills 90210, Season 4, Episode 3, The Little Fish. It aired on September 22nd, 1993, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. The gang from West Beverly starts their career in college. Um, as usual, I have the top 10 Billboard songs from that week in 1993. They are number one, Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Number two, Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. And it's from that movie Sliver. Do you guys remember the movie Sliver where the guy has all the video cameras in his basement or whatever? He's like an apartment manager. It was kind of a stupid movie, but it was pretty hot. Number three, Whoop, There It Is by Tag Team. You couldn't go to any sports event without hearing that song, huh? Number four, If by Janet Jackson. Love her. Number five, Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. Do you guys remember that video? It was so sad. All those runaway kids. Oh, awful. Number six, Right Here, Human Nature, Downtown by SWV. Sisters with Voices. Remember SWV? Whatever happened to them? Number seven, Will You Be There by Michael Jackson. That was from that movie Free Willy. Number eight, Lately by Jodeci. Number nine, River of Dreams by Billy Joel. And number 10, If I Had No Loop by Tony Tony Tone. Wow, I remember them. Um, I picked this episode for a couple different reasons. Um, I, you know, I watched all these live, of course. I, I mean, I watched them all when they first aired because I was around their age, <laughs> four years younger. But when they started college, I started high school. And I totally could relate to them being the little fish in the big pond and trying to find my place and... You know, just everything that they're going through, I could definitely remember going through that too. We're going to go ahead and get started. Um, the reason I picked this episode is because I'm doing uh, episodes about new beginnings. And this is definitely a new beginning for everybody in the show, like everybody. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. The opening scene. This is like, I think this is the first season where they, they do opening scenes like before the intro. They have, like, what's that called? Is that called a, uh, not a stinger, but a uh, cold open? They call that cold open, like, on The Office. You know, that show The Office. But So I'll just call it a cold open. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but I'm going to call it that. Brenda sneaks upstairs to her old room and finds out that Brandon's moved his stuff in there. And she's, like, pissed. She wakes him up and confronts him about it. He's obviously surprised to see her, and so are her parents. Brenda tells them all she dropped out of college. <gasps> Intro. So, in this scene, there's a song playing. It is the song I played for you in the intro. Uh, Bob Seger feels like a number. Feel like a number. I always say feel. Feels like, feel like a number. And uh, in, the, in the Hulu version and in the DVD version of the show, they replace the song, and it's some really stupid rock and roll song. I mean, honestly, guys, why couldn't we get the original music? That's the whole magic of 90210 was the amazing music from the episodes. I mean, you guys remember when Brenda and Dylan broke up to Losing My Religion by R.A.M. And, uh, I mean, there's so many songs that are that are just, you just can't take them out. Same with Melrose Place. They did the exact same thing. They, they took all the songs out. I think the only one that 
I have a DVDs, and I think the only songs they left in are Color Me Bad, because they were guest star on the show on 90210. So it's very frustrating that we don't have the original music. I have the original music because I have the recorded uh, see DVDs off of the Soap Network. You guys remember when the Soap Network used to play this? So I have them, but I don't even buy the DVDs because... I'm, I'm not kidding, guys. I don't buy the DVDs because the music is so bad. It really is. Okay, enough of my ranting there. <laughs> so that's why I played the Bob Seger song, because that's the song that should have been playing in this montage. So there's a montage of the gang standing in lines to register for the classes. You know, David has his old school headphones on, which I was cracking up. Nobody sees that anymore. You never see those big old earmuff headphones, you know? You just don't see them anymore. You see, like, the the um the airpods in your ear you don't see the see those big old headphones anymore and i mean who wants to guess what david was listening to we think he was listening to a walkman or is he listening to a disc man i mean i had a disc man at that age and they were around but they weren't cheap that's for sure so steve and brandon are standing next to each other in line and steve's pointing out all the girls to brandon you know typical steve Andrea is whining to Brandon that he should try out for the newspaper. We're back in high school again here. Brandon tells her to go for it. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. That's what she needed to hear to make that final decision. David's trying to convince Donna to try out for the radio station. Dylan's pissed because he's been standing in line too long, and now he's giving up. That's probably, that's probably what I would do, too, honestly. That's typical Dylan, though. You know, throws a fit and... Nope. I'm too cool for this line. Uh, the next scene, Brenda's answering the phone to talk to Kelly, and her parents are waiting for her to talk. So, where were we? You were telling us why you left. I thought I already did. No, what you said was it felt all wrong. <clears throat> we were hoping for a few specifics. Honey, just talk to us. I mean, it's very difficult for us to understand what's going on here. What's going on is I didn't like my classes. I didn't like the dorm. I didn't like the people. I didn't like anything. <laughs> you gotta love Brenda. I didn't like it. I didn't like anything. Love her. So, and then that's exactly what could happen. You know, you go away to college and you decide it's not for you. You know, it's not a huge deal for her to come home. I mean, people drop out. They, you know... It just wasn't for her. And I would understand if, you know, because the parents are upset. And I would understand, like, if maybe she only gave it a day or, like, a week. You know, but she gave it two weeks. She told Kelly later that she she lasted, like, two weeks. You know, I think two weeks is long enough to know if you're going to like it or not. I, I, I honestly do. I, I'm on Brenda's side on this. And, you know, Jim and Cindy are, are upset because you know, Brenda's home and, and she ruined Brandon's plans. So I had to like ask my friend about this. Hi, Amber. I'm sure she's listening. I had to ask my friend about this because, uh, she remembers a lot more of season three than I do. And, you know, and some of season four, I am not the biggest season four fan. I do like it, but I like other seasons better. I said, explain this to me, Amber. <laughs> I'm like, tell me why Brandon's plans are ruined because Brenda came home. And if you go back to a season three episode, closer to, you know, before they graduate, Brenda and Brandon are arguing about who's going to go away to college. They both want to go away to college, but Jim and Cindy can't afford to send them both. 
So Brandon at the end decides he's going to stay in California, go to CU and live at home. And Brenda decides she's going to go to University of Minnesota. So I guess when Brenda moved out, Brandon took her room and made it into like a, I don't know, like another extra room for him. And that's apparently his dorm in his parents' house. That's his dorm room. I, I can kind of see it, but it's just weird to me. I don't know. Jim and Cindy are, are really upset because, you know, Brenda ruined the plans and and they they don't think she gave, they gave it a, she gave it a chance, like long enough. I think she gave it plenty time. I really do. And I, I want to give you a little trivia on here. I, I haven't confirmed this, but I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that this, you know, this is Shannon Doherty's last season of the show. So I remember hearing that she was possibly going to be fired. They didn't know if she was going to stay on the show. So they sent her away to school. And I guess she decided not to fire her. And they brought her back to the show and brought her back to California. That's what I heard. If anybody's heard anything different, let me know. You can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. Brenda tells her parents she's not, you know, obviously, she's not cut out for college. And uh, she says, well, if I would have waited any longer to drop out, you would have only got 75% of the tuition back instead of 90%. I mean, dude, that's, that's valid. That's probably something I would have said to my parents, too. And Jim says, my wallet thanks you. Or my bank account thanks you, excuse me. All right. Next scene, Brandon, Steve, and Kelly are taking a math placement test. <laughs> and Steve is trying to cheat as usual. You remember Steve? He was the one who, he uh, cheated on, he got the answers to the, the test. And uh, and he also stole the, le he's, well, he stole the legacy key and he changed his grade. So he didn't. He cheated that way. He didn't have answers to the test. I think he cheated on another episode. Oh yeah, he cheated on the season one episode, with that with that uh, teacher that curve that graded on a curve. Steve is just a problem child. Um, now here's my thoughts on this. Didn't we just see them register for their classes? Like, why are they taking a math placement test now? Why did they take it before they registered? I don't get that. When I started college, I took a math placement test. Like, maybe, like, a couple weeks before. It was, like, it was like not even a month. It was, like, a couple weeks before. That way you can get all your classes at the same time. Wow. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that was, who, who thought of that idea. That was, that was pretty funny. Makes no sense. The next scene, Andrea is at the newspaper office, and we meet Josh Richland, a real asshole. Uh, he assigns the freshmen different, uh, newspaper assignments articles if you will and she gets hers and she says this is a conflict of interest hmm i wonder what that could be we will see the next scene uh david and don are trying out for the radio station they want to continue their their radio career that remember they were they were djs at west beverly and they want to keep doing that they figure you know they find out that everybody can do the same thing that they can and they're just as good and you know so they're trying to figure out their place too steve is trying to convince brandon to join the fraternity and like brandon i mean i agree with brandon i do not see him as a frat guy i i just don't bro i hear you lost your love shack well, news travels fast around here 
Maybe you should consider a fraternity. Steve, the return of Brenda Walsh is still not enough to drive me into a frat. Wait a second. This is not just any frat, okay? This is Kappa Epsilon Gamma House, the keg house. I can make it happen for you. Yeah, I know you can, but I'm not an up all night drinking beer out of a keg, eating cold pizza for breakfast, getting hit in the back of the head with a cricket bat kind of guy. I oh, know, you're just some kind of soft drink sipping, hockey puck haircut having Bart Simpson lookalike without a place to live, though. And here we go again. Somebody's saying Brandon doesn't have a place to live. He's got a room. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. I Does he just not want to live when... <laughs> does he just not want to live with Brenda anymore? I mean... Whatever. I'll move on from this, but it's really weird to me. Maybe somebody could explain it, because... <laughs> Amber, it's still weird to me, okay? All right. And by the way, Bart Simpson lookalike. Holy crap, that was funny. If you guys see Brandon, he has spiky hair. I remember when he first came to season four, and it was a new intro, and I'm like, what happened to this guy? Oh, I'll have to... I'll post a picture. You have, You guys have to see it. He really does look like Bart Simpson, like with brown hair. It's hilarious. And isn't that funny about Brandon, all the stereotypes that Brandon says about, about you know, frat, frat boys. Things have changed now. I mean, it, this show is, is not very PC anymore, is it? Uh, okay, so Brenda and Kelly are on the phone, and she admits she was only at University of Minnesota for two weeks. Okay, that's... I think that's enough time. Like I said, that's enough time for me to figure it out. Brenda's mixing together peanut butter and jelly in a bowl, and she's spreading it onto toast, and it actually looks really good. Kelly tells Brenda she has to go because she has plans with Dylan. Brenda didn't know this and seems a little upset. She thought that they were broken up because last episode they were broken up. Oh, gosh. Kelly's at Dylan's house harassing him about not wanting to go back to college. I still haven't heard one answer that makes any sense. What are you planning on doing if you don't go to school? I don't know. Maybe I'll travel. Alone? You can go with me. Oh, no. Going off for the summer, that was one thing. But the first semester, that's another. It doesn't have to be. Dylan, I got my psych class. I got art history with Donna. I got an apartment. I'm actually excited about being at CU with my friends. It's going to be a great year. Why can't you just go along with the program? The, pro the program sucks, Kel, and I'd rather not be having this discussion right now. Fine. You know, this is Europe all over again. Goodbye. Oh, boy. These two are so toxic, aren't they? Like, why are they even together? I don't get it. Is it just for... Is it just because they're physically attracted to each other? I, they, do not, they don't have anything in common. I mean, I guess he and Brenda never had anything in common either, but, like, they are just toxic. And in that scene, Kelly was referring to her trip to Europe with Dylan after high school graduation. And they pretty much fought the whole time and accused each other of cheating. And they were bored with each other and they were sick of each other. They broke up and Kelly came back home. And these two break up and get back together multiple times during season four. It gets really old. The next morning, Brenda's waking up and Cindy is nagging her about school again. Mom, it's 8.15 in the morning. I'm going to go help out in the recycling co-op, so if you want breakfast, you have to get it yourself. That's fine. I'll just swing by the peach pit, get something to eat there. Is that what you're planning on doing with the rest of your life? Hanging out at the peach pit? What are you so tense about? Brenda, 
Just because I let your father do all the talking yesterday doesn't mean that I don't fully agree with him. You're very bright, but it can be a pretty cruel world out there without a higher education. Oh, honey, I just don't think you gave it a chance. Mom. Look, you don't have to say anything. Just think about it for a few days. Relax. Clear your head. Look, you can always go back to school next week, right? Yes, Mom. Meaning no. Can we just go back to the part where I don't have to say anything? You gotta love dramatic Brenda, huh? Uh, I, I love how she says, Oh, you finally decided to get up. And Brenda says, Mom, it's 8.15 in the morning. I think that was pretty funny. Uh, okay, so I don't exactly agree with Cindy. I mean, a higher education is good, but you can still get a pretty good high-paying job without a college degree. I've had a good high-paying job in medical. My husband's had a good high-paying job in oil. It, it's possible. I think maybe back then, in the 90s, college degree was real important. Uh, I didn't go away to college. I have a college degree, but I don't have a bachelor's degree. Uh, I didn't go away to college like these, like these kids. Uh, at the Peach Pit, Nat is having problems. The cook is out sick, and the orders are all wrong, including Dylan's. Dylan complains that he didn't order home fries, and he ordered wheat toast instead of white toast. BFD, Dylan. Brenda walks into the peach pit and chats with Dylan. They both agreed to not mention college. Steve is still trying to convince Brandon to join the fraternity. Give it up, Steve! Brandon is not interested. David can't get his demo tape to the radio station owner because he has a class, so he asked Donna to do it. She says she will put the tape in her glove box for safekeeping. Yeah, nothing can go wrong here. Brenda and Dylan are commiserating about the pressure to go back to school. So there I was in the middle of the night, crashing in the dorm hallway because my roommate had decided that her boyfriend should stay in our room. And I'm thinking, who needs this? Besides, the classes I got were so incredibly boring. Yeah, it's also lame. Yeah, but every single time I try and explain it to my parents, they just don't get it. Same with Kelly. It's, it, it's like there's only one track, one goal, one destination. This is not true. Absolutely. I mean, there are other choices. Right. So what are you going to do today? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. We could do it together. song oh it's terrible in the original episode it's earth angel you know that song from back to the future earth angel earth angel please be mine you know that song yeah that is not earth angel <laughs> um and it totally just changes the scene and it just ugh, it just doesn't fit with it it's just so aggravating you guys i mean the music is so key and this show it really is so in that clip brenda and dylan they leave together and they jump in his porsche and speed away and we're like where are they going i remember watching this and i'm like oh they're gonna get back together uh kelly and donna visit andrea andrea at her dorm kelly's fascinated by her computer and her laser printer wow 90s 
We meet Dan Rubin, the dorm's resident advisor, and he's flirts with Andrea. Boring. Uh, next scene, Andrea's at the peach pit, and Nat is still having problems. If you can order, better do it now. I think I'll start with the lobster bisque, and then... You don't want the bisque. It's milk-based. Get food poisoning. Uh, have the vegetable soup. Okay. And then I'll have the Catalina salad with the sirloin tips rolled in a pita with spicy fries and... Andrea, you always have the Mega Burger or the tuna melt. Why are you getting creative on me now? All right. Oh, yeah. The ambiance is wonderful. So we see Andrea have, uh, she has a notebook with her, and it says food, service, has a whole bunch of categories. So obviously her assignment is to review the peach pit. Yikes. That's a pretty bad day to review the peach pit. I love how Nat says, you'll get food poisoning. <laughs> He's always honest, isn't he? Donna... Uh, realizes that David demotaped Milton in the glove box. I remember this really well. Donna is sure he has another copy. I don't have another copy. How could you be so stupid? David, I don't believe this. I don't believe this either. I mean, she ruined the tape by melting it. How do you melt a tape? It wasn't my fault. Then whose fault was it, Donna? Oh, let me guess. Bill Clinton, right? Hey, let's blame it on Bill. Everybody else does. Well, don't you have another air check tape? No, Donna, that's it. That's the only one I have. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. You know, maybe you're not quite as professional as you thought you were. Let's leave. <laughs> Donna told him. Uh, by the way, in the scene, David's sleeves are rolled up almost to his armpits. Do you guys remember when, when people used to wear their sleeves like that? Roll their sleeves all the way up? That was definitely a 90s thing. And I also love the Bill Clinton reference. Uh, you just had to be there, man. I... He just had to be there. It was just, it was the time, sign of the times right there. Oh, I just love, I just love watching these shows because of all the 90s nostalgia. It's, it's great. Dylan and Brenda are on the pier talking about their times in Europe. Well, I loved Paris. And it must be incredible when you're there with someone you love. Huh. I don't know about that. I knew we were in trouble on the left bank. Kelly had dragged me into like the 20th shoe store of the day and I just... Snuck out to find Balzac's house. I went to Balzac's house. How long did it take you to find it? I will never tell. Well, this looking's the fun part. There's not much to it once you get there. You know, I really missed you, Dylan. I missed you too, Brent. I called you in Minnesota to wish you good luck. I could have used it. Well, this is it. Wanna keep walking? What, right off the pier? Yeah, maybe. What's the alternatives? I'm thinking. Whoa, look out now. So, what do you think? Go fish? Yeah. Yeah. So, Brenda and Dylan just grab some random fishing poles sitting there. Thought that was pretty funny. I love this scene because I'm a huge Dylan and Brenda fan, if you guys couldn't tell by now. And this scene was very nostalgic for me because they seemed very happy together. I mean, he is so much happier with Brenda than Kelly. It's just an observation here, but he's just so much happier. 
Andrea, Andrea, <laughs> Andrea lets Brandon read her article about the peach pit. He's pissed, of course, and tries to mansplain, like always. What's the matter with you? Brandon, you don't know this Richland character. I mean, he eats freshmen alive. He's not going to care that Nat and I are buddies. Hey, do what you got to do. What's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me, but maybe now you see why I didn't want to go out for the paper. Oh, wait a minute. Now you're not going to go to the Condor office with me? Brandon, please, show some support. No, I'm not going. I told Steve that I'd go on this tour with him of Kappa Epsilon Gamma House. Wait a minute. You a K-E-G? <laughs> Believe me, I don't know what's going on with me at this school. Don't worry about it. None of us know what's going on. That line right there, don't worry about it, none of us know what's going on at this school, that just sums the episode up, doesn't it? I mean, none of them have any idea where they fit in. Dylan included. Brenda included. None of them know. It's just all new to them. Brandon doesn't want to be on the paper anymore. They all are having their own little crises, I should say. <laughs> crises. Uh, now, Brandon is the worst. <laughs> He's always so smug. But in Andrea's defense, she does need to write an honest review. Because if it was any other restaurant, there wouldn't be a problem. So, Brandon agreed to go to the keg house. Okay. Steve finally convinced him. Now, the leader, Charlie Dixon, is played by Patrick Fabian. You may know him from Better Call Sal. He plays Howard Hamlin. And he looks so different. The only way I recognize him was his voice. Uh, in the scene, we learn that the keg house gives to charities. And that's pretty much all we learn about in this scene. Not much. So we're moving on. Brenda and Dylan are trying to put the bait on the fishing pole. She accidentally hooks Dylan and the two embrace for a second. Thanks. I've seen that look before. It's the same one you have. We can't go down this road again. Why not? I think because I don't want to ruin this feeling that's between us now. Yeah, you're right. Probably better off as just friends. Close friends. The closest. Well, that sucks. I remember wanting them to get back together, and I was like so bummed that they didn't. Uh, they do become very good friends, though, and they flirt this whole season, and it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, I think that Brenda should have just gave Kelly a little taste of her own medicine and got back with Dylan. That's like the evil side in me thinks that. But uh, I think at this point, and I remember reading this, Luke Perry did not want any. And he, he didn't want to be with Shannon Doherty in the show. He wanted, I, I think he was one of the ones who wanted who, who wanted uh, Dylan to start dating Kelly, which is pretty damn funny. Andrea goes to Josh Richland and tells him she can't turn in her article. She tells him she's not cut out for the newspaper because she's not cutthroat, blah, blah, blah. I am not an Andrea fan, guys. I'm sorry. Um, next scene, Steve is in trouble again. Now, after reviewing your math placement test, I'm recommending... Here it comes. I'm dead meat. 
that you be enrolled in our advanced astrophysics program. Astrophysics? It's a junior elective. I am proud that a number of our graduates have gone on directly to NASA. I just feel badly that someone as gifted as yourself had to take the test in the first place. <laughs> oh, don't. It's, it's no big deal. Astrophysics, huh? Along with my other required math courses? Ah, no, there's no need to bore you with what you already know. You, you'll never have to take them or the sophomore ones either. This way, you'll be free for more electives. Oh, I see. Yes. Uh, well, I'm honored. But I'm just wondering if this is really in my best interest. What do you mean? Well, Mr. Birdwell, uh, it's obvious I'm already so far ahead of my peers in math. I was thinking maybe now's the time to, uh, to develop my other aptitudes. Maybe a, a folklore course or a history of film. You see, I've always felt that it's the whole man that benefits the most in the long run. Don't you? This is so refreshing, Steve. Most prodigies are in such a hurry to succeed, they don't take the time to smell the roses. History of film would be an excellent idea. Okay, so in that scene, um, I didn't really explain it, but Steve cheated. He cheated on his placement test, and that's what happened. He got a really good score, and they wanted to put him in the astrophysics class. And Steve, uh, you know, it, it obviously backfired, but Steve used it to his advantage and got him in a film class. Uh, I remember, though, that this backfires again. I don't remember exactly what happens because I don't remember the next episode, but I, it definitely backfires. He ends up in a really hard class, and I don't remember exactly what it was. Amber, I know you know. <laughs> All right, um, I love the collegiate sounding music in the background. It cracks me up. Josh Richland finds Brandon and has a proposal for him. Hey, uh, excuse me. Hi. Uh, aren't you Brandon Walsh? Yeah. I'm Josh Richland. I'm managing editor of The Condor. I was hoping you'd stop by. Ah, yeah, listen, man, I really have no interest in working on the paper. It's good, because I got something else I want to talk to you about. What's that? How'd you like to run for student senate as freshman representative of the Progressive Party? Progressive Party? Why me? Aren't you the Brandon Walsh who led 600 students against the school board and shut down West Beverly High? Yeah. Welcome to California University. Donna Martin graduates! Donna Martin graduates! You guys remember that episode? Ay. Brenda catches a fish, but it's too small, and she decides to throw it back. Do you guys see the significance? The little fish needs to swim. Brenda and Dylan both agree that they are too smart to not be in school, so they, they decide to go back. David and Donna Cal tell, Cal tell Kelly... That they got a radio show gig that's going to be on from 2 to 6. But it's 2 to 6 in the morning. Dylan comes over to Kelly's house and tells her he's going back to school. He tells her he was with Brenda all day. And I can't help but like the disappointed look on Kelly's face. I don't like Kelly either. Kelly, Andrea, Brandon. I could take him or leave him. Let me tell you. The last scene. Everything is wrapped up so nicely. Brenda has something to tell you. Hmm. Well, it can wait. 
because I have something to say. All right, you don't want to go to school. So be it. But you will get a job, and you will pay rent. At least that'll help cover some of Brandon's costs when he moves out. Jim. No, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't want Brenda to think this is some kind of punishment. Because the fact is, she has a lot of talent, and if she sticks with her acting, maybe she'll make it big someday, and I can retire a lot earlier. Dad, I hate to crimp your leisure plans, but I'm going back to school at California University. And I'm in no rush to move out. Did I miss something here? Brenda needs to grow before charging into the cruel world, and she wants to go to school with her friends. I shouldn't be afraid to change my mind, should I? So at the end of this episode, all is well. Brenda's going back to school. Dylan's going back to school. Brandon's staying at the house. David and Donna have a radio gig. You know, everybody's kind of, they're, they're kind of, they, they're happy in their place at the very end. Brandon apparently is going to be running for student senate. So there's going to be a lot of uh, drama with that. I, I do like season four. There's some good stuff that happens. Brenda gets a job with, she starts working for Jim. She meets Stuart and almost gets married. And then she gets into her acting so, you know, I'm a big Brenda fan. I don't care. She's a bitch. I freaking love her. I love Shannon Doherty. Love Brenda. I think that this season gets better as the episodes go. And Kelly, you know, and Kelly and Dylan, I mean, I'll, I'll say one more thing about them. They still are just total opposites. And you can see in every episode, like, she wants to go to a frat party or a, so whatever, any kind of... She wants to go to a party. It's like a disco party. He doesn't want to go. It's different to see how they're all changing. Dylan used to be like the cool guy, you know? But he kind of becomes like this, like, bookworm. And he, he started doing that a little in season three after his dad died. Spoiler alert. His dad didn't die. But you'll find that out in season ten. <laughs> I won't be covering season 10. Not a big fan of season 10, guys. I pretty much, I, I watched 90210, but I pretty much stopped watching it after Dylan left in season 6. Uh, Dylan's always been my favorite. And then when he came back in season 9, I watched it then. Uh, I would say that if I have to pick a favorite season, it would probably be season 5. There are some solid, solid episodes in season five. And of course, that's when we get uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen as Valerie Malone. She's amazing in this show. She's supposed to replace the Brenda, you know, Bre she, she moves into Brenda's room. She's, she's the cousin. No, not a cousin. They call her a cousin, but she's, uh, she's a family friend. And she's just amazing. She's just amazing. She causes so much drama. Love her. I'll be probably doing a lot of season five episodes, honestly, guys, because I really like that season. But I also like season two. There's a whole bunch of good episodes from season two I can co cover. I picked this episode because uh, I'm doing a theme of new beginnings. And this is definitely new beginnings. They're starting college. And they also moved out. Uh, Kelly and, and David and Donna moved out. So that's a new beginning. They have their own place. Um, so for next week, I have no idea what I'm going to do for my podcast. It's going to be a surprise, guys. I ha I'm, tr I'm deciding on between two episodes. 
I don't know what they're going to be yet. So I will just leave that as a surprise and I will be posting it next week, probably around the same time Friday. That's normally the day I can post them. I want to remind everybody to leave me a review on iTunes. And I also have a Facebook page called When TV Was Great Podcast. You can join me there. And I guess that's all until next week. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next week.